Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. church planning let's continue in this series this week uh exciting series because i mean this is the heart you man this is the heart of this is the heart of 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 the gospel is i think it's planning my goodness that's you know that's getting down into it to be like christ and to go into the highways into the hedges and to compel them you know to come to the to the feast to the harvest you know that's that's so cool and that, that's one thing about church planning that is so much fun. And I know last week we kind of talked and we, we, we kind of broke into the series a little bit and we talked about everything coming up and the, the building up of it and the seeking the face of God and to letting it be saturated in prayer, you know, the church planning and to have a team that surrounded you and you know, we we kind of broke we kind of broke the ground, but now today we get to talk about the ground a little bit more. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? Good pun. Yeah, good, that's pun. A good pun. Yeah. yeah. So uh very familiar scripture to all of our Bible readers. First Corinthians chapter three, verses six through seven. As we talk about the ground today, anytime that you're going to start a church plant and Jamie, you can tie in on this as well. We'll just start jumping, jumping off of each other on this. Man, you got to know your ground, know the area where God's sending you to. You're just not going to go and just jump in somewhere and say, I'm planting a church over on the corner of fifth and Maine, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's just going to be great, man. Hey, it may take off and explode. It may. But man, if that's not where God wanted you to be, I mean, this is part of that saturating in prayer to know the area. But so we have to know our soul. So if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither that he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. So let's talk about the ground for just a few moments of time today. Let's talk about the ground. Yeah, I love that. I love that scripture because what it, what it does is it says that church planting yeah. is not a new concept. No. The agricultural analogy of the plant is not a modern day concept. Not at it all. is truly first century mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason I love church planting is it it's um, it's it's. It's first century grit, <laughs> and yeah. that's what I, I just enjoy that. And but but Paul here in, in this scripture, unless you know, we're gonna we're, we're gonna cover today um, the soil, the ground that we're planting in, because if we're using the analogy of a church plant, we're gonna cover what does the ground look like? How do we how do we cultivate that ground? But I, going back to First Corinthians here. Um, Paul Paul lays a good groundwork for church planting um, uh, the framework, and that is, hey, dude, all you're doing is planting and watering and cultivating. The increase has nothing to do with you. Not a bit. Your responsibility is to know the ground, yep. cultivate the ground. And that's what, that's what Paul and Apollos did in this scripture. Notice, <clears throat> Paul didn't say, I planted, I watered. Because it wasn't, and we're going to get to a team 
concept here in a few episodes. But this episode, we're not focusing on team, but this is a little prelude. Paul said Paul involved multiple leaders in this process here. And he said, I planted Apollos watered. He didn't say I do. I did this and I did no. that. And um, and then he goes on seven and just underlines and bolds that statement. Me and Apollos were nothing. Yeah. We're nothing. All we did was take part in what God was doing already. So, uh, as we as we think about this, now I'm going to I'm going to I bounced on that trampoline for a minute, and we're going to jump on that a lot in, in an upcoming uh, lesson about the team. <clears throat> but as we look at, uh, excuse me, as we look at this process here with the new <laughs> too much too much coffee this morning, I think. As we look at you know new ground. Church planting is going into new ground. For sure. It is new ground. And, and and as we have this mindset of cultivation, uh, it's 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 as we're looking at a new community, the temptation, Anthony, is to is to get online, Google a place or or wait, wait, there's an open building in this town. I think I just go there, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, I would really strategically, I think we should be here or here. Well, I, I don't think our our strategy is 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 what what all, always in line with God's plan. It's filtering it through God's plan. And in every town, every community, there is an unreached, underreached demographic. And and when we're thinking about a community and praying about a community. We have to understand the field that we're about to plant in. And notice Paul. Notice Paul. Paul said, when I was with this group, I became as this group. When I was with that group, I became as that group. So I may reach them. That's right. Right? Became all things. All things to all me. Yeah. And, and, but the reason, how did he do that? He understood yeah. the culture, the need, the demand in that community. So let's, I, I want to do a little shift on you here for a moment. So we come into a community and we look at the demographic and we we pull the same stunt. We ride around the town and we count how many churches there are. Uh-huh. And we go around and we come up and we at the end of the day, we're all back in. We may be with our team, maybe maybe just you out in the Lord riding around. And it's all over and you're like, oh, there's like 35 churches in this mm-hmm. county. There's 35 churches in this community. Wow. And then the question comes forward. Why do we need another one? That's why I'm asking you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I okay. mean, if we're going to talk about new ground, you're talking about ground that has been planted, ground that's been toiled before, it's been turned over. So why on earth? Why on earth? We got 45 churches. We got 70 churches. Why does God need another one right here? Well, that's a great question, and I've been asked that question multiple times. I, I sat, you. I sat in a Starbucks in in Boston on the on the campus of Harvard with a church planter. Yeah, and he he asked me that question. Yep, he said, "Boston, there's so many unreached here in Boston. Why do you need another church in Kentucky? Because <laughs> you're in the Bible Belt. And so then you're in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Why do you need? A, so here's the thing. And I said to him, I don't need another church. That's not so. Then I gave him this analogy that I'm about to give you today. Awesome. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Great. Close your eyes and picture you're driving through a, a, a town, a countryside, and you're looking at fields, right? 
you see fields some of them are are beautiful fields of corn rows perfect rows it's been cultivated for years and years you pass by soybeans you pass by different types of fields and you just keep driving and you just far as you can see is these fields these these are the churches right in that community they've got the vbs they've got the the structure the infrastructure they've got generations of of faithful members of generations and you drive by these fields and then you drive by this ugly miry weedy just just vines and nettles and trees and overgrown rush and then you keep driving and then you look and oh man that was rough there's more fields yay the temptation is to go to one of those fields that everybody's already been planting in and sowing in for years and decades and decades. Or you could go to that field that, that those farmers have neglected because it was hard. It was difficult. It was a challenge because you had to work it. But this other field had been, it had 16 generations of, uh, of uh, you know, Steve 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, Steve the 5th. <laughs> you, got, you got seventh row Steve times five generations. But, but then you've got this unreached, uncultivated field, and every community in America has one. Now, it looks different in every community, but as a church planter in every plant that we have encountered, the when we drive around, we're not looking for a building. We're not looking for a place. We're not looking to compare ourselves to other churches to see how do we need to brand our church. We're looking to find that mess. Give me the mess. Give me the, give me the field that's overgrown. Give me the hard place. Because I promise you, when Jesus went around the Sea of Galilee and the communities and subcommunities there, where did he go? He went to the, the uncultivated fields. He didn't go to the synagogues necessarily. He wouldn't have been welcome anyway. But he went to those places that no one else wanted to go. So if you're preparing to church plant, roll up your sleeves because you're going to have to find a field that ain't never, many of them, many of them. Okay. <clears throat> um, sorry, Anthony, you asked me a loaded <laughs> question here. Well, loaded the, question. So I love where you're going with this. And my mind goes back, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you it was a few years ago uh, in the subdivision that we lived in. I told my dad, I said, man, I'd like to have a garden in the backyard here. Ah. Just something, you know, just something to have some fun with, have a little garden back there. And dad said, you know what? He said, I'm going to bring my tiller up. Ah. I'm going to till you up a spot. Okay. And I said, wow, that's wonderful. I said, come on up. <laughs> well, when he got there, what ensued was about an hour of pure torment for poor dad. <laughs> the ground was really hard. Okay. And as he would dive down into it with his tiller, it would bounce uh-huh. on top of the earth okay. and just boom, 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 boom. And I, I watched that. I watched that tiller throw, Dad. I, I mean, it beat him to death. It, you, it was hard on him. So you got a big field. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause you. Get back yeah. into the story. But you got a field right next to you. That's Absolutely. A, okay. Yeah. If he would have put it in that farmer's field, spent oh, field for years oh, and years and years, would have sunk right. Absolutely. In. Okay. But this is what I thought of. But he didn't give up. He kept going over it, and he kept going back, and he kept going back. And it was pretty amazing. Like I said, it was an hour of Dad getting beat up. He was beat up. But when it was done, man, he had the ground tilled up, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. I, and I remember telling him, I never would have thought in the backyard of a subdivision where there was no trees, no nothing, 
I said, I can't believe that that would have turned over and been so beautiful. And Dad was like, yep, you just got to lay in on it. You got to lay in on it. You got to lay in on it. That's a good quote from your father. (laughs) Hey, guys, church planting, you got to lay in on it. You got to lay in on it. Put your hand hand on the plow and prepare to hit rocks. Yeah. Because the thing is, is is this ground you're working on hasn't been plowed before. You know, I think that's a good key because, you know, we, and as we circle back around to the question that I ask you is why another church? Why another one? You know, this is, and it's exactly what you said. This is that ground that hasn't been plowed. This is a gap that the Lord is calling you to fill in this area, and it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing for God to do that. That God would say this is the gap that needs to be filled. This goes back into right. tying in, like we said last week, the saturation of prayer. Right. Just pouring it in prayer and making sure that you're in God's will in this as you launch out in this, because this is going to be hard. Yep. It's going to be tough. And you need to know that going into it. Mm-hmm. You need to know going in, this is not for the weary of heart, the yes. weak and weary. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. If you're seeking fame and fortune and recognition right. no. and somebody to celebrate you, no. don't church plant. Don't please. do it. Don't do it. You're going to be brokenhearted. Exactly. But as you, And I know you're getting ready to tie back in on that, yeah. but there's something I want you to address in this. And this is, and, and I know this is a real key aspect in this is to know the gap. And because, I mean, if you do your research and I want you to talk a little bit about the research too to get in on this is how do we know where the where the gap is? How do we see the gap that we know that the Lord is moving us into this gap? But as you I know, you got more to talk about about the break, but I want you to tie in and you kind of led into it a minute ago. But how do we find that gap? Because. Obviously, we want to do research before we start in. We just don't want to go in and just throw up and just here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Obviously, we need to do research. And I want to know how we do this research. How do we find the gap? Yeah. And so as you as you as you think about the analogy that I just gave, right, Um, the fields and the, the, the well kept fields and then this place that nobody wants to go. Here's what the the church and this is not a knock because all those other fields they were hard in the beginning. They sure too. were. Sure. And, they're, and they're also hard to keep up. So yep. you're not belittling the churches no. that are there, right? No. You're just saying, okay, we, we want to reach into the gap. Yeah. So, so many times the easy thing to do, the easy thing to do is to drive by this field that I just, this, this, this unkept, un, untended field and throw seed into it. <laughs> yeah. And then blame the field for not growing. Oh. And that's so many times what what we we as as because we don't want to go get into the dirt of of pulling up the weeds because what are the weeds in this analogy? What are the weeds in this analogy? The weeds and the briars and the and the and the, all the mess, the rocks are the hurt, the yeah. addiction, the yep. pain, yep. the 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 generations yep. of of poverty and and church hurt and all yeah. these things. And <clears throat> in order the ones to, that gave up on in order to pull those things out, you gotta get in it. <sighs> yep. So that means sitting on a park bench, listening to them dump it out yeah. and developing a trust relationship with them so they can open up so that you can start weeding the ground. Yep. So so fi- so one of the keys, Anthony, I think in this is is and, and, and I'm jumping right into the how do you how do you plow it? And I, that's not what we need to do right now. But yeah, but we're but we're going to do that. Yeah. In, in future episodes. But this episode, we're talking about knowing, you know, understanding this yeah. field principle. Um, 
So it's getting, it's getting where they are. But then how do you know? Your question to me was, you know, how do you understand this assessment of community? So we, as, um, as a team, looked at the, this, I'm going to use an example, Wayne County. We looked at uh, all the church data, all the demographics. We looked at um, the, the, how many are unreached in the, in the county. And we'll also share, you know, we can share in the show notes and other others. There's, there's so much um, uh, data out there that you can go grab online uh, from, from the census and other things. But here's, here's a hack. I'm going to share a hack with you. If you want to understand where your community gap is, every community has a hospital or is a hospital in the region that's connected to it. That hospital is required to do what's called a CHNA, a Community Health Needs Assessment. And that's about an 80-page document that's going to have literally almost every demographic and gap in the community that's, that's not being served in it. And they, they're going to do the work for you. All you got, and it's public information. All you have to do is go online and Google CHNA and type in your town. You're going to get a PDF that's going to be a huge document for your town that you're planting in, and it's going to tell you so many things, hours and hours what of work. What a hack. That's going to be in the show notes, right? That's a hack. Put yeah. that in the show notes. Okay. That, that needs to be in there. That's a hack. That's a hack. <laughs> that's a hack. So when we looked at Wayne County, here's what we found. Okay, we found that there was one CR in the town, one Celebrate Recovery in town. But let's back up. We found that it ranked 99 out of like 3,000 some odd counties in, 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 the, in the nation, the USA. 99. So it was in the top decile of addiction per capita. What we also found out well, we also, or drug abuse per capita, we also found out that there's more orphans, right? More orphans that are being raised by their grandparents in Wayne County than, than most other counties in the USA. And this is true. We saw it yesterday, yeah, right? At, a, at a, an did. event we just put on. It's so true. And so we found these, these gaps. We found that, that 33% are in a food depravity, right? So there's, they're hungry. So then... So we found these, th- these things, and then we asked the question, okay, these are the things that's going on in the community. What are the churches in the community doing about those key needs, right? Yeah. What we found out is that there was only one. Wait, we're in the top decile in addiction, but there's only one Celebrate Recovery? A smaller county north of us in Rockcastle County. It's smaller county, uh, less, less populated, and there's like seven Celebrate Recoveries, there was one, and it was not well attended in Monticello, Wayne County. And it wasn't a church that put it on. It was a community group that just came together and tried to, tried to put it on. So what we found is, duh, this is the gap. The church has, has missed this field. Why? Because the other fields are easier. This is a hard field. So guess what? We knew that we didn't have the tools, <laughs> so we needed to understand and learn and, and do that. So hopefully that answers your question. And there's so much more to say there, but there it's is. understanding the gap. What is the gap that's not being served? Use data 
and there's it's out there mine it if you need help holler at us we can help you in any way but use the information that's out there to see what the church is not doing because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go in there and do a carbon copy and try to just compete yeah because that's not even christian yeah is is we we want we don't want to compete we want to complete yeah no competition it's completion that's what we're after yeah i agree a thousand percent uh the next thing that you know that was big i think was when we started partnering mm-hmm. and we got i like i like your term friends yeah. <laughs> friends we developed friends relatives acquaintances, acquaintances and neighbors, <laughs> and neighbors. <laughs> that was really good we met a lot of cool people mm-hmm. and you know we started out really small i mean we would uh, go to the aspire center there community center yeah the community mm-hmm. center we would have food Mm-hmm. You know, we advertised it, you know, that we were going to have food and stuff. And slowly there were people that would start coming mm-hmm. and it was really cool. And we got to meet some of the most awesome people that would come. And we met, we met some people that we still have friendships with today that are absolutely awesome folks yep. that we absolutely love. And then we were able to get into the community we integrated into the community and to understand the culture of the community. Mm-hmm. It's different. Every community, I don't care where you live, every community has differences. Yep. And there's a culture that's there. Yep. And to understand that culture, that's a big deal. I think that's one way that we that we kind of close a gap is understand the culture of the area that you're at. Because, I mean, I think, that's a, I think we create a huge gap in that. Yeah. Because we come in and we try to invest our culture right. into a culture's culture. And they're like, I promise you it's not going to work. <laughs> No, it don't work. I can tell you, it don't yeah. work at all. It does not work. It's crazy. But, you know, so identifying these gaps and the opportunities to better understand and cultivate in the field. I mean, when we know that, we can really get in and we can really make a difference. If you yeah. look at anything that they do with soil, if you know a farmer, you can look this up online. You look at farmers the way that they test their soil. It's recommended that a farmer test their soil every two to three years to make sure that the key ingredients for right. what they're trying to grow are there. And if they're not there, you can inject them and you can put them back in the ground right. to help that grow. So if we know this, we know that most garden soil will support plant life without adding any fertilizer or anything like that. But if you want your garden to grow and flourish, you must amend your soil and fertilize it cultivate cultivate it knowing precisely what your soil lacks will help you make better decisions Mm -hmm. about what fertilizers or amendments to add and knowing what it has plenty of will save you time and if you look at a farmer it's saving money as well that they're not adding unnecessary fertilizers and amendments Mm -hmm. to their soil so that's a good segue into uh this this next piece into how do you how do you clear the ground how do you clear so we talked the about the field. We talked yeah. about the field, this messy field, overgrown mm-hmm. amidst all the other nice ones. How do you clear it? Well, first of all, you got to know what's there. Yeah. You got to know what's in the ground. Well, do you have, what kind of weeds do you have? Do you, is it briars? Is it, is it trees? Is it rocks? Because I promise you, if you've got a rake, you're not going to pull a rock, right? You need something different. You need a different tool. Yeah. So the ground is going to have specific challenges and you're going to have to have specific tools to clear the ground. Now that's an analogy. What, what we, what we did as a team is we understood our limits. We understood that we didn't have specialty in certain areas. So we had to go find tools, right? So we understood, but we didn't just jump right in 
not not understanding. But we understand we needed to have community connections, people that that knew how to clear this part of the ground. So we started partnering with with uh, teams that um, that were uh, in addiction recovery, mm-hmm. and we've we you know we got a long list of them now. We started with short list and. Yesterday we made another partnership with a with a recovery center and and that's what we're doing is because it's 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 they they know how to clear that ground. Yeah. We're coming along and helping them, but it's also in 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 essence helping us. Here's another thing, is is here's another tool because we we did identify food um, and 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 clothing as is challenges and the orphans and you know different things. So we also started assessing our team. And different ones in our team at Journey Community, they 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 may not sing a song, but they love to serve food. Yeah, and it may it may sound simple, but I promise you, it, it's hard it if you is. do. Now, a church dinners are fun because you do them once every three months, yeah. and all the people come, and you have a you know sure. somebody eats yeah. your pie, and you're happy. Oh yeah, that's not it. No, this is every single week. Yeah, the teams serve, they cook, and they look. We got certain ones that just enjoy it, yeah. Because that's what they do; it's their passion. Yeah. So as we're forming a team, it's identifying the gap in the community. And there, there's actually a workshop that we do, Anthony. It's called it's called the the gifts gap workshop. Yep. So so we take newspapers and 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 the CHNA whatever for the community, and we have the team, the church planting team, or maybe this is established church team, assess it and put it all on the wall. These are the gaps. And then we take your congregation because they know their people. They know what gifts, unique gifts. And see, when we think about gifts in church, we think about preaching and singing mm-hmm. and, you know, a musician and yep. authors and evangelists and all this. No, 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 no. Think about it a little deeper. Yeah. Because you're, there's some people who are gifted. They just love to cook. Plug mm-hmm. them in. Absolutely. Some people absolutely love to, to they're, it's, they're passionate about uh, fostering and foster children. I mean, you can name it. The list goes on and on and Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Find out what they're passionate about. Yep. And see if you can plug it into a gap. And there's always, the, uh, the, uh, hey, there, there's. <laughs> I love that. What a what a great thing to say, because you've got so many people that are so overlooked because they feel like what they bring to the table does not matter. Because a lot of people with the mindset, and let's be honest today for a moment here, in the American church, if you're not a preacher, teacher, singer, something like that, you're kind of low on the totem pole. But honey, the kingdom of God is not totem poled. You know, I, 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 that's important to see. Yeah. It, it's not about, it's, there's so much that you can do. There's so much. We're all pieces of a beautiful puzzle that God brings together to, to, to tie us each one together. And we need to understand that, that there's no position that has more, more, more uh, prestige than another one. And I think that that's something that we of the American church that we have presented out to say that if you're not doing this, you're kind of just a lay You're lesser. Member. You're, you're lesser. lesser. And then what it creates is it creates a worshipped idol that they'll look at the preacher, the pastor, the singers, and they put them on pedestals and they set them up. And they're like, oh, look how great they are. Honey, if you're looking at me, you're looking at the wrong thing. And the thing is, it's a disservice to that person who's sitting on the top of the pole or whatever you got. Because guess what's on his shoulders? Everything. Everything. Everything's on his shoulders. And that, so, that's crazy. But, but, but I love this teamwork mindset yes. because that's what, if you think about the early church, 
that's exactly what they yes do. absolutely so there's, there's, there's there's the three key tools here partnerships we talked about that mm-hmm. three key tools to clear in the ground and then service jesus almost always he either healed somebody fed somebody or performed a miracle helped somebody before he preached yeah and and so as as we're reaching a community we have to build credibility we have to build trust before they're why should i listen to you yeah. you're not from here oh yeah why should i listen to you <laughs> yeah well you got a hurdle right yeah this ground ain't never been reached before that's right and it, so you we as church planters have to build trust how do you build trust you gotta serve yeah right and so uh and then it's showing up mm-hmm. i mean you gotta we we, we can't uh do the facebook promo and put up a sign and say, "Hey, come here!" And there's going to be some, you know, really, really cool stuff we're going to do. And we got a really trendy logo. It's going to be fun. Hmm. No, no, no! You got to show up. You got to show up. That that promise you that sign, that sign in that building is not going to going to going to going to prepare that field and clear the ground. Yeah. You you kind of got to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the hard part. Well, you think about the times that the Lord's blessed us to be in the park. We've met a lot of folks just at the park. Just there's a, there's a large the percentage of our church we met at the park. At the park, which is awesome, which is awesome. And then I think back about uh, the times that we just sit out front of the church mm-hmm. and we just handed out food. The kids would be out there. They'd have a sign and a table set up and there'd be food bags there. People come up. You guys are just giving away food to the community? Yeah. Yeah. And while you're here, man, what can we pray for you about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you want to you want to pray for me? Yeah. What do you got going on? You know. Yep. yep. What What are you battling? Is there any struggles or anything? You know, what can we? Is there any needs in your family? Nobody's really asked me that. That's mm-hmm. unique. Yeah. So we don't want. Okay. So, <laughs> ooh, I, dude. So you, the kids. The kids are involved, number one. Absolutely. Number two, they wasn't giving away food so they could get a selfie of no, themselves giving away food. Because so at many all. of that, there's so much of that. It's viral in America. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do a good thing so we get a selfie and get credit for it. No, no, no. I love what they did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they served, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But then they used the service as, as an opportunity to build trust. <laughs> so and true. they used that as a segue to open the door to have a, a gospel conversation with somebody. Yeah. These are 12-year-olds. They're 12, man. They were young. They're just babies. And there was a lady drove up one day for that very thing. Her window came down. She yeah. got her plate of food. Yeah. This is during COVID. Got got her plate of food and started bawling, crying. Yeah. And needed prayer. Yeah. And she had ran from God. She gave her life to God that day in her car <laughs> at the drive-thru. Gave her life to Christ. Amazing. And, and the thing is, is if we would have just been, if we, if we would have threw a track at her, yeah, that wouldn't have, she would have been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, but, here's but a see, track. It's service. It is. Before sermons. Yeah. And you're right. Jesus was servant of all. Man, he was servant of all. It's like you said, he went in, he didn't go to the ones that, that didn't need a physician. He went to the ones that needed help. Yeah. That's where he was at. He, he filled the gap. Mm-hmm. He completely filled that gap. And how beautiful that he truly did that. When we, and I love it, you know, when we show up, I always like, the, I love those saying it's cliche, but it's so true. When we show up, God can show out. Yes. And, you know, that's so cool. Because, I mean, 
Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, true freedom. Yeah. And when that spirit is there and you're amongst the, amongst believers like that and, you know, how God can move, you know, when two or three are gathered together in his name, he's in the midst thereof. Mm-hmm. And let God give that increase. Yeah. Sure, I, I planted, you watered, but it was God that gave the increase. Gave the Apostle increase. Paul was so right in what he said. Yep. You know, we go in, we cultivate, we plant seeds, yep. we plant seeds. Man, we saw this yesterday. A young man that we had talked to, we'd spent a couple hours with a couple years ago. We meet him yesterday again. He comes up, big smile on his face. He said, hey, I wanted you to know I gave my heart to God. I've yep. been baptized. I'm reading my Bible every day. Man, look, it was nothing we did. Nope. It was God that gave the increase. All ask, we did was sow a little seeds. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, no. Does he attend our church? No. Is that okay? Absolutely. Well, wait a second. <laughs> we don't get to count him in our attendance. Uh, that's not a problem. That's, that's fine. Hey, that's not a problem at all. It's not about our butts in our seats. Come on. It's about our boots on the streets. Yep. And he's boots on the street. He's boots on the street. He's, he's, he's faithful to God. He's, he's got another church he attends yep. faithfully. He does. And guess yeah. what, guys? That's okay. That's cool. It's not about adding numbers. We're there to disciple and to send. We weren't called to sit. We were called to be sent. And that's what it's all about, discipleship, filling this gap in that God can send forth all these others to go out into the fields. That's what it's about, man. It's discipleship. I don't care if you've got a church of 400 people, how many are empowered, how many are out, how many are working for the Lord, how many are going forth and being sent forward. That's what it's about. We weren't called to sit. We're not called to sit. We were called to be sent. And beautiful words, beautiful words. And so as we, as we think about the field, as we think about the field, guys, remember, every community has one, an unreached people group of somewhere. Sometimes they're under-churched, and sometimes they're, they've been churched so much that they're, they're, their religion hurt. And that's one of the conversations that I had with the, the, the church planter up in Boston was, is, yeah, yeah, Kentucky, the Bible Belt here, there is a lot of people that uh, know about Jesus and know a form of the gospel. But there's so many that's been injured with with church hurt. And so we understand as we're approaching people with the gospel in our community and context that so many of them have been hurt and injured by the and they have so much distrust for the church that our work is to is to remove past the stigma, sit down on that park bench and have a conversation with them, build trust, serve them. And then it opens the door for the gospel conversation. That's the process of the weeds. So uh, I, I really enjoyed this this podcast, Anthony. Thank you. This is this is gold. Um, I, we jotted down here, you know, three C's of keeping the ground: consistency. Your dad in your back in your backyard <laughs> grabbed a hold of that tiller and 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 just kept on moving through the rocks and it bounced him all over the place but he kept going he kept tilling he kept so my encouragement to you if you're church planting is keep tilling hold on to the plow keep tilling it's gonna hurt for a while your hands are gonna feel the vibrations for a while but keep 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 going cultivate cultivate understand your ground tend your ground tend your team Take care of your tools. Your team is not a tool. Take care of your team that's that's, that's, uh, uh, working the ground. And then community, keep it in your focus. The kingdom of Christ is at hand. Amen. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. 
thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.